0: joining us today on our online campus here at evangel temple we are so excited to have you be a part of this ministry and we hope this message today is a blessing to your life
1: i'm excited about the word of god that's going to be preached we start a series about i love my church jesus came to establish the church he didn't just build a lot of other organizations he invested in the church established the church And friends, we believe in what the church is accomplishing today and in our world. And so I trust this series will be a blessing in your life. I also want to encourage you to support uh, by your giving and by your prayers what God is doing. You're a part of our online campus, and we do not take that for granted. And I want to encourage you to support and, and just join with us as we believe for great things. God's called us to reach the lost. That's the mission of the church. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. And we're very intentional about reaching people for Christ. Let this sermon series be a blessing to you. you're thankful for the blood, you need to shout amen, hallelujah it is the blood that cleanses hallelujah hallelujah I want everyone to stand I tell you I am so thankful for Jesus and the church cannot be silent let the church say amen let the church say amen we declare the blood I know that's not popular in some circles. A group that travels the nation over singing, shared with us some time ago, said, you would be surprised how many different venues and churches we go into and they restrict us from any mention of the blood or any songs of the blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no redemption. The church still needs the message of the blood, the shed blood of Jesus. Please turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16. We're continuing our sermon series, I Love My Church, part three. I Love My Church, part three, next Sunday on Easter Sunday. I hope you, your family, and all your friends are here. it be the final part, I Love My Church, part four gonna be about the resurrected Savior amen one of the cornerstones of the Christian faith I love the church because we have a living Savior amen amen it's the only religion that boasts of its leader its founder that died but he rose again amen and we're gonna celebrate that next Sunday amen I love my church because I've got a living Savior head of my church amen I love my church, part three from Matthew chapter 16. Everyone look at this. Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed. When Jesus pronounced a blessing, you're blessed. If he said you're blessed, you're blessed. Amen. And he said to Simon Barjona, Blessed art thou, for flesh and blood doesn't show you some things, reveal some things. There are some things. That psychology today will never reveal to you. Reader's Digest, mama, will never reveal to you. There are some spiritual things that you will never get except by the Spirit of God. Flesh and blood will not reveal some things. And this is what he's saying to Peter, and this is what Paul says in Ephesians 5.32. There is a mystery of Christ and the church. And the world doesn't understand this, but there's a mystery. And 532 of Ephesians says that. And it's up to us to try to then delve in. What is the mystery of Christ and the church? I believe he wants us to know. And he says, flesh and blood will not reveal some things to you. But my Father which is in heaven, and I say unto you, thou art Peter. And upon this rock, and he wasn't pointing at Peter. He was identifying himself, the rock Christ Jesus. Amen. Peter was just a little pebble in the kingdom. Christ is the solid rock. Amen. And he said, On this rock I will build my church. Now watch this. And the gates of hell will not prevail against my church. Why? Because Peter, I'm giving to my church some keys. You cannot separate verse 19 from verse 18. Verse 19 is the words of Jesus following up said, Peter, hell will never subdue my church and overcome my church because I'm giving you some keys. And whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Listen, the church needs to use the keys that Jesus gave us Brother, sister, family member, he gave you an authority to take the keys of the kingdom and to open some locks of things that have have kept things bound and kept things concealed and kept things away from you. Maybe it's loved ones that have been enslaved. I'm telling you, you have a key to open a lock. And he said, whatsoever you loose on earth, heaven will respond and loosen heaven. And whatsoever you bind, when you see the work of the enemy, I think it's high time the church start binding something. Amen. And he gave Peter, he said, I'm revealing something to you uh, that flesh and blood doesn't get. I'm revealing to you, Peter, that you've got spiritual authority and whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth. I want to see the church loose the move of God right now. Amen. I want to see the church loose some captives that have been captives for far too long. I want to see the church loose the Holy Spirit that is waiting to just fall afresh and anew and for the gifts to operate. If we're not careful, we can bind up the Spirit and hold the Spirit at bay. It's time we open the door and open the lock and say, welcome, Holy Ghost. You may be seated. Jesus loves the church, and he is building his church. The devil tries to destroy. The devil tries to divide. And yet Jesus said, I'll build my church. The federal headship of the church is Jesus Christ, the only begotten of the Father. Amen? He is Lord. There is not room at the top for two, three, four, five, or six others. Amen? Amen? There is but one head of the church, and his name is Jesus. Other religions cannot posture themselves at that position. I'm telling you, there's one federal headship. In your life, there must be an acknowledgment that Jesus Christ is Lord. He is only Lord. There cannot be room at the top for other gods. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Federal headship means there's one at the top, Jesus the Christ. Amen? Everybody say, Jesus is Lord. Lord. In the church, there is federal authority, and we just mentioned that, the, the ability to bind and loose. The church in the Old Testament was a pattern for the New Testament church. Stephen in the book of Acts, chapter 7, verse 38 uses the same Greek word that is used over 100 times in the New Testament to describe the church. It's the word ekklesia. And he uses that same word to describe the Old Testament church. A lot, a lot of Christians never understood that there was an Old Testament church, and yet Stephen in his own defense, he makes, he makes declaration the ekklesia of the Old Testament the ecclesia in the wilderness, the church in the wilderness. Read Deuteronomy. Read the other passages in the the Torah, and, and you will see that numerous times that the church is called the congregation. Why? Because they were a church. They were a congregation. And there are patterns of the Old Testament church that are clearly seen for the New Testament church. And they were a people called out of Egypt And called into the promised land. We're called out of the old life, friends. Called into the body of Christ. Into the Lord's church. And headed for heaven. Amen. And so it's a wonderful pattern from the Old Testament to the New Testament. And anything that calls you out of the church, you need to be leery of. Amen. The Old Testament. Shows the signs, the wonders, the miracles that God did for the church in the wilderness to bring them out. And God still wants to work signs, wonders, and miracles for the church today. The scriptures show in the Old Testament that you don't touch the anointed. You don't touch the church in the wilderness. When enemies rose up against the church in the wilderness, God delivered them if they turned to him. And so... uh, the Lord in his marching orders to Peter is declaring my church will be successful and that there would be a mystery of the church. I want to say this in closing of my introduction that everyone needs to offer to the Lord's church your finest energies, talents, resources. There's a lot of things that you can involve your life in but your finest resources ought to be to what Jesus gave himself for, his church. Can everybody say amen? Point number one, and of the three Sundays, this included, there's only been one of nine points where I've talked about Evangel Temple because I realize that the church is bigger than Evangel Temple. But in point one today, I want to say I love Evangel Temple. Amen. I love my church. Somebody. Amen. Last Sunday, we celebrated 70 years as a church 70 year birthday and God has been good to this church for over 50 of the 70 over 50 of the 70 pastor and sister Wiggins have been here at evangel temple and once again I want us to honor them for that tenure of service amen I don't believe anybody can say that we have pastoral leadership that just comes and goes, comes and goes. Amen. There has been longevity of leadership. We've had the privilege for 38 years in April of being a part of the pastoral staff, and I want to say that Evangel Temple Assembly of God Church in Jacksonville, Florida has a wonderful and a good pastoral staff, all of our pastors, and I want you to show appreciation to all of the pastoral staff, every one of them. We have good leaders, good deacons, good Sunday school teachers, good greeters, good ushers, good parking lot attendants. We have a good congregation. This is a good church, friends, and I love Evangel Temple. We've been very blessed by God with buildings, properties, equipment, all for the sake of the gospel and seeing people come to Christ. I love Evangel Temple because of the vision. God has put in our heart the vision arise to affect the destiny of many lives, of many people, and to see them prepared uh, to meet Jesus and stand before the Lord. And it's all about souls. And because it's about souls, we'll continue to build, continue to buy properties, continue to need equipment. All that took place just in the last three days uh, of this church family reminds me that we need uh, to continue to touch the lives of many, many people of all backgrounds. I love the many ministries that come out of this church. Ministries that touch lives in many different ways, and there's many different outreaches. But I have a vision, and I believe God has a vision for Evangel Temple to start a lot of new ministries, amen, that he's not finished and that he's giving us buildings to facilitate more and more ministries to be developed. I love about Evangel Temple the sound preaching of the Word of God, amen, and that God's Word is not compromised, Oh, hallelujah. I love the emphasis on prayer. I have a hard time understanding churches that do not pray. When one of the marching orders that Jesus gave the church, he said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. There has to be an emphasis about prayer. I couldn't stay in a place that didn't emphasize prayer when prayer was so much a part of the life of Jesus, and Jesus gave himself for the church, and he declared, my house must be a house of prayer. We've got to be about prayer. We've got to emphasize prayer. we got to pray, folks. Amen. I love a church that prays, and I love the prayer ministry of Evangel Temple, but it also says that Jesus said it's a House of prayer for all nations and nationalities. And I'm thankful that all people are welcome at Evangel Temple. I love the Pentecostal emphasis and the Pentecostal atmosphere and people obeying the Holy Ghost and being filled with the Spirit of God and allowing the Spirit of God to work. We, listen, we will not, and I'm very specific in what I say here, we are not going to relegate the Holy Spirit. To off nights and services other than main services we're going to give obedience to the Holy Spirit to move and to work and to have his way he knows how to lead the church not us amen I love that the fact that at Evangel Temple it's about Jesus being the head I love the commitment to excellence I'm thankful for this church And we owe a great debt of gratitude to God who's given us a wonderful church family. And I want us to praise God right now. Uh, Point one, I love Evangel Temple and I want us to thank the Lord for this church. Come on, if you're thankful for this church, shout amen. One of the men of the church asked if he could have a minute and just say how much he loves this church. He asked for this and come here, Dean. You twisted my arm. I did.
0: When he came up with this series some three or four weeks ago, I went up to Pastor Gary and said, Pastor Gary, sometime during your series, I'd like to just share from my heart why I love Evangel Temple. See, because this is the only church that I know. I wasn't raised in church. I didn't know until I was 31 years old what it meant even to be saved. And I'm thankful that 21 years ago that there was a church that had a preacher and a pastor that wanted to invest in an unsaved t-ball coach. I'm thankful for Pastor Gary that 21 years ago on a softball field, he decided he was gonna invest in my life and back then I didn't even know what it meant to be saved, but he would call me once a week. I used to coach Jordan when he was six years old and he would, I was as lost as lost could be. And Pastor Gary would call me and I didn't even know he was a preacher and he would call me on Saturdays after the game, and he would say, Coach, I just want to tell you, I thank you for coaching my boy. And I would say, Gary, you don't have to thank me, I'm just a coach, you know. And after about the third Saturday that he called me, he called me and, and he said, Coach, I, I appreciate you coaching my boy, how you represent yourself. And I remember hanging the phone up and looking at Tracy and saying, there's something different about that man. But God was working the the pieces to this puzzle for me to get saved. And I know the exact spot at Marietta Bulls Bay where the Spirit told me that I needed to get in church. And I found out, he, it wasn't for several weeks that I found out he was even a preacher. So I went to Tracy. I said, Tracy, we got, to, we got to go to church. I mean, the Spirit was doing I didn't even know what it meant to be saved, but I knew I had to get to church. So I said, hey, let's go to, pa- let's go to- back then it wasn't Pastor Gary, it was Gary. I said, let's go to Gary's church. She goes, well, Go find out what kind of church it is i said i didn't grow up in church I, i've been to church just a couple times and a couple times i went when we first got married the only thing i knew about the church is they wanted your money yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I went i went to i went to pastor gary i said hey what, what kind of church tracy wants to know what kind of church it is she said it's assembly of god I said, went back to tracy i said i want to go to church i said tracy it's assembly of god she said we're not going there i said why can't we go she said They're holy rollers. I said, holy rollers? What's holy rollers? She says, they run up and down the aisles, and they jump on the pews, and they scream and they yell. And I said, well, maybe that's not for me either. So Pastor Kerry, I I was honest. I went back to him. I said, Kerry, we can't go to your church because Tracy said you guys are holy rollers. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, just come to our church one time. So I went to the church, and it's back in the other sanctuary with the orange carpets, and Pastor Cecil was preaching that morning. And I remember I didn't get saved that morning. But me and Tracy had this, this discussion. She said, are you saved? I said, saved from what? What do you want me to be saved from? And it was like the scales fell from my eye. I realized I had to be saved. Pastor Gary would tell you. The next day I called him. I said, Pastor Gary, I said, I need to make a meeting with you. He said, okay, is there somebody coming I said, I think I need to come in and get saved. He says, well, come on. So anyway, but I'm thankful for a church that had a pastor that sought after an unsaved husband, an unsaved father. Amen. I'm thankful for a church that this is where my family got saved. This is where my family got baptized. I'm thankful for a church that my kids grew up in in children's church, and my daughter grew up through missionettes and was crowned during missionettes. I'm thankful for a church that ministered to me, taught me the Word of God. I didn't even know what it meant to be saved. I'm thankful for a church that ministered to me, brought me up, and loved me. The congregation, they loved me when I didn't even know what it meant to be saved, and I just got saved. They, they loved me like I was their own. I was telling Tracy this morning, I was calling out names of the church, people that loved on us when we first got saved. I told Tracy, there's some testimony. I, I told Pastor Gary, there's three testimonies i want to share real quick about why I love this church. I love this church. See, this church is with you when you're on top of the mountain, and this church is with you when you're in the valley. When you're going through some stuff that nobody in the whole church knows about, and you got to meet with your pastors, they're with you. They've been with me when I've been in the valley. And they've been with me on the mountaintops. They've been with me as, I've, as we celebrate victories with graduations and birth of grandchildren. They're with me. They're with me every step of the way. They're with me when it's good. They're with me when it's bad. And I want to share just a couple quick testimonies of why I love Evangel Temple. Ten years ago, my mother-in-law come down with cancer. And it was tragic. And she was going to have to have massive surgery at Moffat Cancer in Tampa and the surgery was going to be so evasive that the surgery itself was going to be 12 hours so we drove down the night before and we spent the night because we had to be at Moffitt at 4 a.m. in Tampa and she was gonna have 12 hours of surgery so I remember getting up that morning having uh, we we're nervous and we pulled up the Moffat at 4 a.m. in the morning and when we pulled up at Moffitt there was a staff pastor standing out front to greet us. He was there to love on us. He was, there, he was there to pray with us. He was there for 12 hours of surgery to encourage us. That's why I love Evangel Temple. I had the privilege some eight or nine years ago of going on a hunting trip with Pastor Gary. Some of you, I'm thankful that I, I was able to meet Pastor Gary and he would even, he would, I didn't even know he was a preacher. So we have this friendship and I'm thankful that about eight years ago we went on a hunting trip. Some of y'all don't even know this. And we were in Ohio, we were in a cabin, and at 4.30 in the morning, Pastor Greg would get me up every morning at 4.30, and he'd have the coffee on. But let me say this, your pastor loves you. He would have me on my knees in front of the fireplace at 4.30 in the morning, and he'd be calling out your name. And not only would he be calling out your name, he'd be crying tears for marriages to be restored. He was, he was calling out names of people to be delivered of drugs. He was calling out names of people to be healed. Your pastor loves you. Your pastor loves you. He knows that what, what you're going through, and he got on his knees, and he would call out by name. I remember the, the tears falling down from his eyes that he loves his people, and he was crying out for them. And the last testimony is when my mother-in-law was About to go to heaven, she was on a respirator. That's why I love my church, as they're with you when the chips are down. And they was about to have to take her off the respirator, and when she knew we knew she's fixing to go home and see the Lord. And I remember the her whole room was filled with our brothers and sisters, and I remember we knew that she's ready to go home. And Tracy said we got to go get Deborah. So we went and got Deborah church was that room was filled up with church folk and they took her off the respirator and me and my brothers and sisters began worshiping god we getting worshiping god and my mother-in-law that was fixing to go home put her hands out like this because she knew that we was worshiping god with her i love my church set about 17 years ago i heard a gospel song and the name of the song was Stop by the church. You remember that? Babby Mason, stop by the church. And I come back, and I told Pastor I said, listen to this. You got to listen to this. And he got got the choir, and it was like the church song for a couple months. (laughs) Stop by the church. Well, I'm thankful that 21 years ago that I stopped by a church, and I'm thankful that I stopped by this church. Amen.
1: (laughs)